0: Welcome again to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Natalia Abrams, and I am joined by Cody Hunanian and Sabrina Kalazand, and we are from the Student Debt Crisis Center. And today we're taking over for Leslie Marshall, discussing all the recent developments around student debt. And as we say, this is the state of student debt. So uh, hi, Cody and Sabrina. Welcome to our last show of the year.
1: Hey, Natalia.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for being here again. Um, and before we get started, just to remind you all, uh, we are Student Debt Crisis Center. Our mission at our nonprofit is to center the needs and voices of student loan borrowers by partnering with allies, um, government officials to impact public policy and once and for all in this student debt crisis. And uh, again, so happy to be here with Cody and Sabrina I would like to start with where, you know, what's happened since our last show about a month ago. And Sabrina, I know there's been some significant changes to the payment pause. Do you want to fill folks in on that?
2: Sure. I know that there have been a lot of updates since the last time that we've been here. And one of the biggest updates has been an extension to the payment pause. So student loan payments were set to resume on January 1st of 2023, but President Biden right before Thanksgiving announced that the student loan payments would be paused until 60 days after a court ruling on these cases, and we're going to talk about these cases shortly, Um, or until 60 days after June 30th of 2023, whichever comes sooner. So there's a chance that payments can resume or won't resume until September of next year. So there's a lot of current legal challenges taking place right now. So I'm going to toss it to Cody, who has a lot more knowledge than I do on what's going on currently in the courts.
1: Uh, well, yes, and I should say I, I'm not an attorney, but I, I like to play one uh, here at our organization. <laughs> and we How many to, times uh, do we
0: say that a day? <laughs> We're not a yeah. day.
1: <laughs> uh, there are armies of attorneys that, that we lean on. But I know uh, if you're a student loan borrower like myself, what's happening in the courts related to student debt cancellation is probably uh, top of mind. Uh, And so Sabrina already alluded to it, but uh, there are uh, two cases that have challenged uh, the president's student debt cancellation plan that have made it all the way to the Supreme Court. And before we even talk about it, I have to add the really important caveat that just because there have been litigation against the president's plan, it is no indication that this plan is illegal. Uh, We should still very strongly support and back it because of uh, the president's real authority to do this. But that doesn't stop uh, opponents to progressive policies from uh, putting up roadblocks. And this is a big one. So where we stand right now, there are two cases. One case uh, is one that was filed by several state attorneys general. uh, And these uh, attorneys general have argued that somehow the president's student debt cancellation plan, you know, the plan that would put money back into the pockets of millions of everyday Americans, uh, is impacting their state's ability to uh, produce some sort of, of tax revenue. Uh, it's it's a silly case. And, um, you know, for us, we feel like the true benefit of student debt cancellation is to do quite- I think we have Cody- that was that for, oh, there was filed Two student hey, loan borrowers themselves that essentially argue that because they didn't get uh, an opportunity to provide public comment on these policies and to impact the limitations and rules that control the president's plan, that that in and of itself makes the plan illegal. And so, you know, I hope the irony there uh, isn't missed that there are opponents to the president's student debt cancellation plan that are student loan borrowers themselves. And that is quite frustrating because I know as a borrower, this relief is something that I currently depend on, and millions of other people just like me really feel like it's critical. So uh, I know a lot of folks are nervous. I'll say one other thing there. If you have already applied for the president's debt cancellation plan, like me, your application's in the process, uh, and it uh, may have already been approved, like mine was. If you haven't applied yet, the application's been removed from the Department of Education's website.
0: Yeah, thank you, Cody. And um, you skipped there for a second, but I think the main point and the main takeaway is these folks are wrongly arguing, right? They they don't have a case. And if it wasn't for activist judges in the, both appellate courts, we would still be able to apply and receive debt cancellation today. But I think that's another important update that since we last spoke, Unfortunately, there's been an inj- a temporary injunction and you can- cannot apply for debt cancellation right now. If you've already applied, don't worry. Um, lots of, you know, I think 26 million, right? That's our last count of how many people applied out of 43 million, that's huge. Um, have applied for debt cancellation, 16 million have already had their um, uh, applications approved. But then, unfortunately, something I wanted to talk about is another nine million people got an erroneous email saying that they had been approved for debt cancellation. But then in the body of the email, it was very confusing and didn't say that and went on to talk about these GOP lawsuits. And in fact, a member of our team got one of those emails and she had never even applied for debt cancellation and has just become a student loan borrower. So, you know, There's been lots of mistakes, lots of confusion out there, and we want to entangle that for you. So it's just really clear that right now you cannot apply for debt cancellation, but the fight is nowhere near over, and it's going all the way to the Supreme Court, the top court of the land. Um, So, you know, that's kind of our updates on debt cancellation. We're going to get more into the Supreme Court after the break. But I know there was another part of the president's program that's getting largely missed when we talk about debt cancellation. And I know folks who thought we were going to go into repayment in January. Spoiler alert, we are not. No payments will start in January. But Cody, can you talk a little bit about the new income driven repayment program and what folks, you know, what else President Biden talked about when he made that big announcement in August?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think part of the the big news here is that we're not just fighting uh, to defend student debt cancellation. We're making all sorts of progress when it comes to so many other parts of the student loan experience for borrowers. Uh, one of the big options that's out there for people that are struggling is what we call income driven repayment plans. And these are uh, federal programs that can lower your monthly payment so you can actually afford your student loan payments and put food on the table and keep you know a, a roof over your head. These are really critical programs Uh, What the president announced is that he will be introducing a new income-driven repayment plan that has even lower payments, has an even shorter uh, uh, period of time that it takes to complete the program, which means you can get student loan forgiveness on the other side of it sooner, and also addresses what I would consider some pretty predatory problems when it comes to interest accrual. You know, there's millions of borrowers in these programs that are doing everything right And they're seeing their loan balance go up instead of down, even when they're making the payments that are asked of them from the federal government. So this program, uh, it's not gotten as much attention as debt cancellation, but it's really a game changer for so many people who are struggling.
0: You know, that interest piece, um, you know, we at Student Debt Crisis Center have been fighting for student debt cancellation now for over a decade. But I will say, and I think you guys see that, you too see this as well, the second most important thing I hear from borrowers is, you know, look, I'm okay paying back what I borrowed. It's all of this interest, this compound capitalized interest where, you know, sometimes borrowers have paid their loan in full and they still owe fifty, dollars $100,000 of just interest. And that just feels criminal that we're charging so much interest just for folks to get an education, which is a must in this country now.
2: Yeah, I think that reminds me of Lindsay, who we spoke with yesterday, who had originally taken out $140,000 of student loans and today owes $205,000. And so we see how much interest has just skyrocketed folks' balances. And so that's something that we believe needs to be addressed as well.
0: Yes, it's why, you know, ten dollars to $20,000 of debt cancellation, while well appreciated, isn't going to solve it for folks like Lindsay or the borrowers who have racked up far more than that in interest, right? Um, you know, so with that, we're going to keep talking a lot about student loan debt and about um, what's going on with the court, the court fight, and how folks can get engaged. Um, and we also have a fun, uh, you know, little treat of a holiday guide because we know you're all going home to your families to talk about student debt and student debt cancellation. So with that. We will talk to you after the break. This is Natalia Abrams, and this is the SDCC takeover of The Leslie Marshall Show.
1: Welcome back to The Leslie Marshall Show. This is Cody Hunanian at the Student Debt Crisis Center, and I'm joined uh, by my colleagues, Natalia Abrams and Sabrina Kalazans. We are taking over for Leslie Marshall today and discussing all of the recent developments around student debt which I know is a big news topic uh, for borrowers, for family members, uh, and for the country. So I'm really excited to talk about this. Uh, We talked about it initially in the first segment, but I think we're going to dig in a little deeper in uh, what's going on at the Supreme Court when it comes to student debt. Uh, You probably aren't calendaring it the way we are, but I want to talk about what to anticipate when it comes to uh, the fight uh, to protect. (laughs) Student debt Just to
0: interrupt you, Cody, I mean, did you ever think you'd be calendaring the Supreme Court date as
1: <laughs> seriously <laughs> as you are today? I was hoping for the complete opposite, actually. And, you know, for anyone who follows what's going on at the Supreme Court, it's notoriously uh, tricky to keep track of their calendar. They like to announce things at the last minute. So we're going to share, I think, uh, really uh, a broad overview of where we stand right now. Hopefully th- this gives folks some clarity of when there's opportunities to advocate and get involved. First up, top of the year, January 4th, the Biden administration is going to uh, open with their initial briefings uh, to the Supreme Court. This will give us a good sense of what their argument looks like when it comes to protecting the president's student debt cancellation plan. So definitely looking forward to that when we get back from holiday break. Uh, We have next up after that, January 27th, Uh, the opponents to the president's debt cancellation plan have their own briefings due. Uh, And we're gonna get a sense then of what the arguments challenging the president's plan are. We already have some sense of what this looks like. You know, the GOP attorney generals that are fighting it claim that there's some impact on their tax revenue. And we've got this uh, partisan uh, job creators network on the other side, uh, supposedly standing up for borrowers. But in my opinion... Not speaking for any real borrowers out there impacted by the crisis, and then in February, that's when the real fight is going to begin for us. And we know that the Biden administration will get an opportunity to reply, and hopefully by the end of that month or early March, uh, oral arguments are really going to begin, and that's where the public gets to see the see this battle in the court, uh, you know, release, and we get a sense of how it's happening in real time. Uh, And then we'll hopefully get a potential decision in June. So we've got months now to advocate on this issue.
0: Yeah, I I just think, you know, we're waiting to find out when oral arguments are right. That's the big deal. That's when we're going to come to D.C. We encourage everyone to come out um, and we're going to be working on ways that you can make your voice heard if you can't make it to D.C., One of the things we're doing right now is collecting what we're calling borrower impact statements. We want to hear from you, the student loan borrower, Um, and you can go to our website or on social media, share your story, let the public, let everyone know how this is impacting you, and most importantly, how you would benefit from 10 or $20,000 in cancellation. And Cody, so far we've received thousands, right? Of borrower impact statements.
1: Yeah, 6,000 borrower impact statements in just the last uh, less than two weeks. So people are really eager to be heard, and they want the Supreme Court to hear directly from borrowers impacted by student debt.
0: And I know so many groups, um, legal aid groups, labor labor organizations, student debt groups are working on, I always get this term wrong, amicus or amici (laughs) briefs, but supporting documents um, on how important, and frankly, that this is 100% legal and needed for student loan borrowers. So that's something, you know, another way that we're advocating and working really hard um, to ensure we can uplift our voices and make sure that they're heard. Um, and, <clears throat> and and there's more. <laughs> like I said, we're going to show up. We're working with so many groups to have folks show up. Um, we believe the lawsuits have absolutely no standing, meaning no merit. And then there's another thing, which is that we need to keep, well we're, you know, it's kind of walking and walking and chewing gum at the same time. We also need to keep pushing POTUS and President Biden to, uh, to ensure that if for some reason this fails because again of activist judges in the highest court of the land, what is plan B? What is the next step? Because we know Uh, The support for debt cancellation is strong. We know that borrowers desperately need this relief. We also know, you know, actually, Cody, just to toss it to you, can you talk about this kind of unprecedented thing of turning on payments for 45 million people all at once and how nuts that's going to be?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've heard from uh, officials at the highest levels in the federal government that nothing like turning student loan payments on for 40 million people has ever been done not only in the history of student loans, but in the history of all of consumer finance. You know, debt cancellation isn't just about long-term relief. It's also about making sure that the system that we have to go back to actually works. And this is really an uncharted territory when it comes to consumer finance products. So for us, we need to cancel a large amount of student debt so the system's actually manageable in the future.
0: So I guess, you know, if you're listening, your homework is to share your borrower impact statement if you're a student loan borrower, to continue helping us and other organizations push the president to keep his promise, whether or not the Supreme Court decides to do it. There are many avenues such as settlements and compromise, other regulations and legislation that can be done to ensure we protect borrowers and show up and get loud at the court. And I'm gonna toss it to you, Sabrina, Um, You want to talk a bit about what our Free the Degree, which is our college student groups, uh, what are they planning to do for the oral arguments in late February?
2: Yeah, so Free the Degree is a coalition of student groups, um, just different groups of uh, young folks and any folks who are interested in um, fighting for debt-free college, um, canceling student debt, just making sure that folks don't have debt at the end of any uh, post-high school education. And so some of these folks are planning some rallies, whether that's in person on their campus or a virtual um, rally on the days that we're gonna be having um, in-person action during the oral arguments outside of the Supreme Court. So that means that there are gonna be folks across the country having different rallies with groups of students who are coming together to say, cancel student debt, we believe in this program, we believe that folks should receive the relief that they're entitled to, that the president had announced that he would do. And so I'm really excited to see all of these different college campuses getting involved, talking about how they're impacted and also how they're going to benefit because we talk about how folks are impacted by student debt, but there's also positives to the cancellation announcement. We have to talk about the good side of things as well. And so I'm just really excited to see how folks' lives are going to be changed, how they're going to be able to pursue their dreams, how they're going to be able to Um, do the things that they weren't able to do because of the student debt. And so I'm really excited about that um, and just looking forward to to watching those rallies, to getting involved and being outside of SCOTUS. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Cody, you mentioned the awful opposition Job Creators Network. Like, let's be clear, the other side's going to come out, too. And they're going to be. So we have to outnumber them out loud them that's not a term but get louder um, and make sure that voices are heard and i love sabrina that you're working so much uh with the college students so that everyone you know uh, borrowers and non-borrowers alike can come together it's so important so with that we're gonna when we come back we're gonna talk about our holiday guide and give you some tips on how to talk to your family and again this is natalia abrams and the sdc takeover of the leslie marshall show we'll be right back
1: All right, well, we've talked a lot about what's happening in student debt world, uh, but I'm really excited about hopefully a somewhat humorous but also important segment about how to talk about student debt during the holidays. Uh, This is Cody Hunanian at the Student Debt Crisis Center. I'm joined by Natalia and Sabrina on our team as well. And as a reminder, we are filling in for Leslie Marshall uh, for our uh, State of Student Debt takeover of the Leslie Marshall Show. Uh, so, Sabrina, why don't we dive into uh, what I think is a really helpful resource and uh, fun way of looking at the student debt crisis, uh, what we're calling the holiday guide.
2: Yeah, I really love this um, holiday guide that was put together by Sean Tonbra and Ian Franza from our team. Um, it's a holiday guide that's now featured in the nation, so definitely check it out. It's called Tis the Season to Talk About Student Debt Cancellation. And so I think it provides us with a really great opportunity to tackle questions that might come up when having conversations with, you know, some family members that might not have the same views as us. So I think it's a great opportunity to talk to loved ones about the issues that we really care about. And so for us, that's student debt. And so I would love to offer up a few questions that were featured in the holiday guide and get some answers from the two of you, if that works.
0: That works. And yeah, we all have that wacky family member, right, that wants to debate us, knows that you are a student loan borrower, in our case, knows that we work in this space. And so want to give you just some helpful tips for the questions that we typically get from the opposition or people that aren't, you know, on the side of borrowers. Totally, Sabrina, let's do it.
2: Awesome. So I'm going to toss the first question to you, Natalia. And oftentimes I hear this a lot when I'm talking about student debt cancellation. Others like to play the devil's advocate, so they'll ask questions like, is student debt cancellation fair for those who already paid off their debts?"
0: According to the holiday guide, doing something good for others does not always have to come at the expense of doing something good for ourselves. Even if student debt relief doesn't impact you, financial freedom for borrowers will still benefit the country. When people with student debt are able to participate in the economy, everyone benefits. That's so true. Whether they have a small business, they're se- are selling your home, or want a city to fill a pothole, po- polls show, so true as well, that a majority of Americans support some form or total uh, student debt cancellation, including a majority of people who didn't even go to college, as well as those who have already paid off their loans. So the real question is, isn't it, is it fair that millions of Americans are drowning in debt for trying to receive an education? And I think on that guide, that last question is so important, right? Like flipping the script on the person asking you, you know, we constantly get, is it fair to those who paid off their debt? But when we just talked about interest in the last segment, is it fair that somebody is paying an additional $60,000 on a education debt, right? That again, it always just seems so crazy to me.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's funny, Natalia, my wacky uncle is going to try to come swinging with some stats, and I'd add to that that's really (laughs) important. The polling recently shows that a majority of Americans who never even went to college or didn't have student loans in the first place support debt cancellation. So in reality, most people other than our wacky uncle think that what's really unfair is crushing people with student loan debt who are just trying to better themselves. That's the real problem here.
2: Yeah, for sure. And Cody, I'm going to toss a second question to you. So if they didn't want to pay off their student debt, then why did they go to college in the first place?
1: Well, look, we know that a college education is really a step towards achieving economic mobility, bettering yourself, your family, stable employment. I mean, it is right now a cornerstone of prosperity for so many people. And I I think most Americans agree that getting an education of any kind uh, really gives you a leg up. Uh, But when you have all this high cost, what it means is that this investment that you make in yourself and an investment in the economy more broadly doesn't pay back, doesn't have the benefits that it used to have. That is not the education system we want. So uh, increased tuition and skyrocketing student debt have limited mobility for millions of borrowers instead of actually giving them that leg up that so many of us believe in. Education is and always should be a right a human right, and it should be available to everyone who wants to access it here in America. And we believe that it should be inclusive, accessible, should be high quality, and it should be debt-free for everyone. And so that's what I'm going to tell my wacky family member who tries to combat student (laughs) debt cancellation. Uh, And it's a reminder that if we really want to be our best self and our best society, education of all sorts is really essential.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's probably my favorite line in the whole ho- holiday guide is just that last line of education is always it is and always will be a human right, meaning it should be inclusive, accessible, high quality and debt free. Um, you know, something we talk a lot about student loan debt here and cancel student debt, but we have to take care of both sides of the coin and work towards completely free college in our country one of the only Western countries that has this big of a student debt problem and many many other countries provide completely free education.
2: Yeah, I think the Free the Degree Coalition, that's in their mission statement to, to advocate on behalf of education for it to be inclusive, accessible, high quality and debt free because we know that, you know, the burden of student debt um, really holds folks back. I know that I'm a first generation college student. I know that higher education going to college was super impactful for me it was helpful i learned so much more and i gained a really incredible experience during my four years at my university but now that i'm outside in the real world and i have my degree i still feel the effects of the student debt now um, on my life and it's like folks want to be able to move forward but that student debt is holding them back and so that shouldn't be the case folks should be able to leave the university feeling empowered, feeling like they have a strong foundation to be able to take the next steps that they need, whether it's in their careers or pursuing their dream, starting small businesses or whatever it might be. And so I think that I've seen that impact firsthand. um, And I think that's why we have to continue fighting um, for education, like Ms. Talia said, to be debt free um, and to talk about that side of the, the coin as well. And I know that a lot of folks say, well, you can't talk only about student debt cancellation but we're also trying to talk about the cost of education now. And so there have been a lot of partners in our space, I know, that are also working on this, and we've been working with them and having a lot of discussions. And so I'm really excited to see how we expand this work in 2023 as well.
0: There shouldn't have to be a but. You know, you were talking, I just, hearing you talk about all the wonderful things you gained from going to college, but then there is that you also gained student debt, right? And Mm -hmm. so that, I don't think it takes away from the experience, but... Wouldn't it be amazing if you didn't have that? And we right. know so many borrowers got very close. You know, we know from your story from before that you were very close to having your debt canceled um, and or almost canceled. And now we have to fight for it again. You know, I, we understand on the borrower's perspective how this can feel like Groundhog Day, right? We keep yeah. joining you once a month and we're still in this fight and we haven't seen a dollar you know, removed from anyone's account, but Mm -hmm. what we have seen, the silver lining is so many more organizations that have come out of the woodwork that are supporting this, you know, college students that are supporting debt cancellations. That's something new. We used to only talk about free college when it came to college students. I feel it in my bones. Next year is the year. We are going to cancel student debt in 2023 one way or another. Don't you both feel that?
2: You know, I've been in this space a lot shorter amount of time than the two of you. And so I don't know, I think from the time that I did start to the moment that we're in now, we've just come so far. But I'm curious, Cody, someone who's been, you know, working on this for a long time as well, like, how do you feel?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we're on the cusp of something big. And with student debt cancellation in the courts, you know, we're not lobbying legislators anymore. We are now really in a struggle of uh, changing the hearts and minds of Supreme Court justices and the public broadly. And that's what I love about this holiday guide. You know, the entire purpose is for us to be able to engage in conversation. Uh, Sabrina, you shared your story about being a first generation student. I am as well. And, you know, my grandparents were Armenian refugees, and education meant so much to them. I know it's sometimes hard for me to engage in like policy discussions about student debt because when I think about education, it means so much more to me than just some laws on the books and a financial product it is you know realizing the american dream and having an opportunity to really prosper it it just it almost makes me emotional thinking about it so this guide to me gives us the tools we need to have really engaging conversations and hopefully we can change the hearts and minds of those at the dinner table and those sitting at the supreme court in washington dc as well
0: yeah cody i always that's one of the first things you said to me sabrina was that that once the debt cancellation was announced that your family felt like this was realizing the American dream. So we have to get that back. And I know we have more from that awesome holiday guide. So when we come back from break, uh, we will discuss it. This is Natalia Abrams for the Leslie Marshall Takeover uh, with SDCC. Thank you. If you miss Leslie on TV this week, catch up at lesliemarshallshow.com. All right. Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Natalia and I'm joined by Sabrina Calizans and Cody Hunanian and at Student Debt Crisis Center. And we are taking over for Leslie Marshall and discussing all things student loan debt. And right before the break, we were discussing our really fun holiday guide and informative too, which is uh, featured in The Nation magazine. And Sabrina, I'd love to just uh, jump back, right back into questions of Tis the Season to talk about student
2: loan debt. Great. So I'm going to toss the first question to you, Natalia. So why should taxpayers pay for someone else's education?
0: All right. Well, according to this really handy uh, holiday. <laughs> it is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I don't know if we're going to solve that in one small segment but (laughs) college degrees um, are crucial not only to individuals, but also to the economy. You know, you were talking about, we were talking about how this is realizing the American dream, going to school, not feeling burdened to have to pay for it so we can get into a better job or career or just educate ourselves, right? But, you know, without higher education, many jobs would be impossible to perform. As a result, we have to work together to help better the economy and society together. The student debt relief plan is not a burden to taxpayers. Let me repeat that again. The student debt relief plan is not a burden on taxpayers. There will be no tax increase. Again, there will be no tax increase um, on working and middle-class families. So we get this all the time. How, you know, are my taxes gonna go up? I don't wanna have to pay for somebody else's education. You know, I don't have children, but I pay for K through 12 education with my taxes and I pay for my streets to be cleaned and I pay for the fire department and police department and knock on wood, I've never had to use that. So, you know, this goes hand in hand with the questions we talked about before that we need to stop thinking about ourselves and start thinking about how we can better society. You know, Cody, I'm assuming you get this question all the time, too.
1: I do, I do. And and you know, it, it is a lot to unpack. I like to really focus in on what the benefits of student debt cancellation are. There's too much discussion about what policies cost and not enough discussion about what policies do for our economy and our society. And you know, when we have spent a decade documenting how student debt prevents people from starting small businesses and prevents people from purchasing homes and delays family formation, all of those have costs and it costs all of us and our economy to manage those costs. Student debt cancellation for millions of people provides financial freedom. and means people can start those businesses, can purchase homes. In fact, we have seen it in action. While the payment has pause has been enacted during the pandemic, we have heard from borrowers who were finally able to buy a home, finally able to start a small business when you know others weren't even able to work. This is really a policy that has benefits, not just for individuals, but for our entire economy. And we all are uplifted when these 40 million Americans can do better. So that's what I like to focus in on is the benefits, not the costs. Now, yeah, should be... also... Oh, go ahead, Sabrina.
2: Anna, I was just going to add the point that student loan borrowers are also taxpayers. I think mm-hmm. there's this, you know, we always say, but this is going to affect taxpayers. But student loan borrowers are taxpayers too. And they're paying for other programs that, might not necessarily be impacting them in that moment, but that's just something else that I wanted to throw out there that I think is important to mention.
0: Great minds think alike. I was gonna say the same thing, that we have to remember that they are the taxpayer as well. Um,
2: So I think we have one more question uh, on the holiday guide too. Yes, we have one from the holiday guide and then one other one that I have for you specifically. Um, But this next question is for Cody. So, Cody, a big top of mind concern for a lot of Americans right now is inflation. So would student debt cancellation worsen inflation?
1: Well, I'm going to start first with what the experts say, and then I'm going to share our holiday guide, which I think sums it up nicely. But the researchers on this topic have shown student debt cancellation does not increase inflation. But if you're a borrower out there like me, you're not an economist. You don't care about these numbers. What you care about is your pocketbook and how your life, how you're experiencing this type uh, of cost increases and things related to inflation. So, you know, our our holiday guide makes it clear. Borrowers have been forced right now during the pandemic and during this last year of skyrocketing inflation to choose between paying for food, rent, health care and other just basic needs versus paying off their student loan debt. And with rising costs happening before a myriad of other reasons, debt cancellation actually gives individuals the opportunity to afford these necessities, support their families. Student debt cancellation doesn't add to the burden of Americans and their families dealing with inflation. It provides relief. It puts money back in their pockets so that you know, extra expensive gallon of gas and the jug of milk that's now twice as expensive as it was last year isn't a burden anymore. So student debt cancellation, while it doesn't add to inflation, according to the researchers, it also provides a great bit of support that so many people and so many families really need right now. And borrowers,
0: you know, the same thing as being student loan borrowers are taxpayers. Bar, student loan borrowers are facing inflation too. They're facing it, not causing it. That's a way to think about student debt cancellation or student loan borrowers and inflation.
2: Yeah, I like that point a lot, Natalia. Um, they're facing it, not causing it. Um, so my final question is in regards to your sweater, Natalia. I know we have a red theme <laughs> kind of going on with our Student Debt Crisis Center team. But your <laughs> sweater has a big number on it. And I'd love if you can talk a little bit about it. Because I think it's a cool sweater. And I think other folks should hear about this. Um, what's going on with that number? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Thanks for bringing it up, Sabrina. So we had the pleasure. We had this great company, um, no fixed address from Canada. So I think that speaks to the fact that people all over the world are noticing how bad our student debt crisis is in the U.S. They reached out to us out of nowhere saying, you know, we want to work with you on a campaign. And, you know, so I don't want to take any credit for this idea. This was their idea, but it really resonated with us, which was to wear your debt number um, the same way we wear our college letters. And I know as a student loan borrower or someone who used to be a student loan borrower, it felt weird o- owing so much debt, but then proudly wearing, you know, those letters on your uh, college sweatshirt. So this is a way, and we're looking into, you know, seeing if we can produce more, please sign up. We are definitely looking to produce these sweaters where you can customize it. You can put your own debt amount and, you know, Wear your debt with pride. And there is, while we're not proud of our debt, we also really wanna encourage and folks to not be ashamed of it. This is to no fault of your own. You did what you were told to do. You went to school, you took out a loan from the federal government that you thought was safe and wouldn't charge you egregious interest and compound and capitalize and do all the crazy things. So it is not your fault that you have this debt member and I would say one of the biggest responses we've received is can the T can the sweatshirts fit, you know, six figures, right? So many people have well over a hundred thousand dollars in debt and it's a conversation starter. I put this on and took a picture, showed my mom and her first thing was like, what do those numbers mean? Um, so, you know, huge co- kudos to no fixed address for this really brilliant idea. And um to the student loan borrowers that have been willing to wear it and show their debt with pride so we can call attention to this awful student debt crisis, which, I mean, the total is almost or over $1.8 trillion that Americans owe in federal student loan debt. So, you know, it's time we call it out. Um, I can't wait till we start getting more of these sweatshirts out there. It'd be kind of a dream of mine to see us all, you know, in front of the steps of the Supreme Court uh, with these sweatshirts. And, you know, I think you mentioned that idea to Sabrina. So always wanting to give credit to those who think about the right ideas.
2: Yeah, I think they're just really great sweaters. As you said, a conversation starter. It fits up to seven figures on the sweatshirt. So I had a lot of folks reaching out and asking about that. And you can also customize the colors to uh, your university. So I know you went to UCLA, so it was a little bit tough for you to wear the red. Um, <laughs> so, you know, maybe a light blue, you can get that out there. So if you want to learn a little bit more about um, when the sweaters will drop, you can visit studentdebtcrisis.org slash major debt slash. Um, Cody, I'm going to yeah. to you if you have any, any final words, thoughts, you or Natalia.
0: Oh, yeah. And I was just going to say, please visit our website to share your story, to learn more about the crisis, to sign our petitions. And that's at studentdebtcrisis.org. And we are Student Debt Crisis Center. So, Cody?
1: Yeah, I just would encourage everyone to speak out proudly, courageously about student debt. It's really uh, something that is a very powerful tool. Uh, And with that, this is the SDCC Takeover of uh, the Leslie Marshall Show. It's been a pleasure and good luck talking about student debt at the holiday table.
0: Happy holidays.
1: Happy holidays.
2: Happy holidays.